Good morning to everyone. Good morning. It's a great day today. I think I was thinking during my sermon that it's a double celebration day. And I was thinking how the 4th of July and the Lord's Supper are both celebration days. There's a, there's a common thing between the 4th of July and the Lord's Supper. And that both days are days of remembrance and celebration. But more than that, they are days in which we remember freedom and independence in both cases. In the case of the United States, freedom from another country. And in our case, freedom from sin and independence from that dominion that sin completely had over us before Jesus Christ did this payment on the cross. So it's a real double remembrance today about freedom and really, really good freedom. That's why I titled today, Back to the Reality of the cross, especially because all this crazy pandemic times and uh, it's a good day to go back to the reality of the cross. And uh, we will be looking at passages um, on 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We might not go to the end, but we will go through that. So the main idea for today is that the Lord's Supper celebration brings the reality of the cross back to our lives. The Lord's Supper celebration brings to our life the cross, the power, the reality of the cross back to our lives. I was a matter for me trying to put the back there, not at the beginning. English, thanks. <laughs> so, in a day like today, we are just trying to look again into that reality through the Lord's Supper. And uh, we have three facts in our text that will help us to realize, to explain that the Lord's Supper celebration brings back this reality of the cross to our lives. Before we go into the first one, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful today to celebrate freedom, to celebrate the freedom we have from the dominion of sin, from the power of sin over our lives. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, that came and paid for our sin on the cross. Father, thank you that we may believe and have access to the righteousness of Christ through the cross. Father, in a day like today, help us to celebrate, to be joyful because of that fact. 
Help us to come back to the reality of the cross. Help us to see the cross and the influence of the cross in our life. Help us in this time. We ask you everything in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first fact we're going to be dealing with to prove that the Lord's Supper celebration brings the reality of the cross back to our lives is that the Lord's Supper celebration is centered on what? On the cross. And we will go to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 26, if you would. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church in Corinth. A lot of you know that this church was a very mischievous church. For We're going to treat them well with that. <laughs> so these people were doing a lot of bad or wrong things around. And one of them was related with uh, the Lord's Supper. So... Paul here in verse 26, it's uh, describing the real meaning of the Lord's Supper in 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And uh, he's describing the core of our celebration today we're celebrating the death of Jesus Christ and this could be kind of a nonsense thing how are we going to celebrate the death of of someone and uh, we say wow how is that we don't celebrate when someone dies we mourn but the fact is that we are going to look every Lord's Supper. We're going to look into two things that are very close together. They are in your outline. We, we see two things that are really together. And it's the physical reality of the cross. That is what happened to Jesus in his body and blood. But at the same time, we see the effect or the eternal reality of the cross. That is all the benefits that we get from the death of Christ. So it was a really, really difficult time for Jesus, but it brought us so many blessings and benefits, and that's why we celebrate today. Talking about the physical reality of the cross, the suffering of Christ, I brought you several verses. And uh, the first I brought you is a reference in the Old Testament to Isaiah 53. If you have read Isaiah, you know that it has a lot of messianic verses, verses that point to the Messiah. And this one is making a special reference to uh, a thing in the Messiah. And it's his suffering character. What he was going to suffer for us. I read with you. Surely our griefs he himself bore. 
and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. This is the, the one I, I, I think five. Verse five is the one I think describe it the most. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. And we can see this double aspect here about the physical suffering of the Messiah, but at the same time, the blessings bestowed on us. R.C. Sproul said, I will read from there. The most violent expression of God's wrath and justice is seen in the cross. If ever a person had room to complain for injustice, it was Jesus. He was the only innocent man ever to be punished by God. If we stagger at the wrath of God, let us stagger at the cross. Here is where our astonishment should be focused. I want you, my dear brothers and sisters, I want you, please, today, to center your minds in the death of Jesus Christ. In how hard was for Him to go through death and the so many blessings that we have today because of his death. That's what the Lord's Supper celebration is about. This second aspect inside of the Lord's Supper celebration and how centered is Christ on the cross on this, we can see it in 1 Peter 2.24. I will read it if you don't want to go... It says, And He Himself bore our sins in His body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by His wounds you were healed. And I colored for you the two aspects of, of the death of Christ, how both are together, His physical suffering and our blessing. Can you see it there? I brought you, as always, I, I always try to bring you passages from different authors so it validates what I'm saying. This one was from Peter, and I bring you this from Paul, saying, He made him who knew no sin to be seen on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him.
we owe to the cross all the righteousness of Christ translated or put it in our account by faith. Only by faith we can get, we can make the righteousness of Christ available in our lives. We keep on this verse now, and uh, but we want to see another part of the verse. We're going to go and uh, make more emphasis in verse 26, but the part that says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. You know, one of the facts about communion is, or the Lord's Supper is that it's a continual thing. We just don't do it once, but we keep doing it. It's a remembrance act. And... Uh, we have it, the continuity first showed in time. And I see it in both places. At the beginning of the verse, because he's telling us as often as, with frequency. And some people discuss how frequent we should celebrate the Lord's Supper. And uh, it should be frequent, but not as frequent as it would lose the real meaning of it. It's not a normal thing to do. It's, it's a moment of uh, reverence to the death of Christ and celebration for the benefits of that death in our life. So we should practice it as often as we can, but without losing the reverence of this time. While the continuity is showed in time, it's also showed in the nature of the ordinance. You know, when we compared these two ordinances that Jesus gave us, we have the baptism and we have the Lord's Supper. Baptism, it's only once. We need only to be baptized once. You can do it all the times you want, but we only need it once. <laughs> Because, because the baptism is just a sign. It's a public show, a public display that we believe in Jesus Christ. And it shows our adherence to a particular body of believers. That's what water baptism is. It's just a public presentation of our faith. It happens only once when we believe and we show it publicly. But the Lord's Supper on the other side is not a one-time thing. But we repeat it and we repeat it. And it's the fact that we do it frequently the reason why it's so refreshing and brings the cross the reality of the cross back to our lives. So this is the second reason 
why this celebration we're having today brings back the reality of the cross. Because it brings the reality of the cross not only one time, but several times. And, and it's a kind of, you know, I think this, this ordinance is more because our humanity than anything else. Why? I think it's because we forget the reality of the cross in our lives. And that's why I like that ordinance to be frequent. Because we are humans. And even if we know the message of the gospel, we forget the reality of the cross. But the continuity of this celebration once and once again is good. Because it brings it back, that reality, back to our lives. The third one, and I will admit that I went a little too far on this statement here, okay? Because of the sake of the application, I went a little too far. It is an opportunity of determination. And I explained that because determination has a lot of different meanings. And I went to my friend Marion Webster. I needed a lot for a new, a different language. So it's the act of deciding definitely and firmly. So the Lord's Supper for us is an opportunity to decide to do things different. And I will explain that with a scripture now. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11 and we will continue in reading the verses we have after that. I won't go all the way to 32 because of the sake of time. But let's begin on 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself and in so doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Paul is explaining to the Corinthians who some of them were living lives really sketchy, really into the idols and doing all kinds of things. This is a warning for them at that time and for us. We should not approach to the Lord's Supper celebration in an unworthy manner. We should examine our lives and see what is happening in our lives. We should not be practicing sin or being in rebellion or denial and come in that way to take the Lord's Supper. And uh, especially back in my home church, we had to explain this frequently because some older people, they thought if you're living a bad life or you are in sin, 
and uh, you go to church and you have to partake from the Lord's Supper, you have to abstain yourself of taking the Lord's Supper. But that's not what Paul is telling here. I don't see abstaining yourself of taking the Lord's Supper. I don't see it nowhere in this text. Paul is calling to personal examination. If I'm doing something wrong and uh, I come here today, I didn't know there was Lord's Supper Day. Or we were celebrating communion today. What should I do? I have to look into my life. And I have to see Lazaro. You're not doing this right. So that's why I told and I and I said the three the three fact today, this day. It's a day that is an opportunity for determination. Because we can determine to change our pattern of life. That's why I took it a little bit more there. Maybe a little too far. Because more than examining ourselves before going and partaking in the Lord's Supper, I think we should make choices today. I don't know how is your life. I don't know if you have been sinning frequently lately. I don't know if you have been on denial of God or in rebelry toward God or you don't want to read the Bible. Sometimes I'm like that. God, what's happening with me? I don't want to read the Bible. If, if something like that is happening in your life, today is a time to say, Father, I'm sorry. I'm not doing that anymore so I want you to think about all these things in a day I want you to focus focus yourself just think you center your mind in the reality of the cross today on the death of Christ how he died for us and all the blessings we have I want you to keep doing that today and you keep bringing the reality of the cross every time you do Lord's Supper. And if anything is happening in your life, just take the time today in prayer before you partake of the bread and uh, the juice with us. Take a time and uh, talk to our Lord. And uh, do a different choice about your life. I will pray. And uh, Kim will continue after me. Father God, we thank you so much. We thank you for Christ. And uh, what his death has done in our lives. We thank you because just by faith, we can apply the righteousness of of Christ to our life. And uh, I ask you God in this time. That you give us the boldness to just confess. And uh, tell you and acknowledge the things we have been doing wrong. 
so we can have a real communion in this time with you, Father. Father, I thank you for the ordinance of the Lord's Supper. And uh, I, I thank you because we can just every time look back to the cross. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the blessings we have in Christ. And uh, just uh, help, of, help us to be joyful in this day. We love you. We praise you. And we ask everything in Jesus' name. Amen.